0: How are we doing? Uh, awesome. That's so cool. Um, I'm just going to shuffle a whole bunch of stuff. Um, so be with me for like 10 seconds, maybe. <laughs> yeah, elevator music would be great right now. <clears throat> Um, so, so this is a message I gave uh, at, at Lyle Bay um, a couple of weeks ago and it's kind of like based in kind of Genesis uh, one two three maybe four a little bit um, and I also spoke this morning from Genesis 1 two three, 4, so if, if you start getting like an extra bonus round of like of, of about generosity um, Maybe just someone someone yell out and be like, a bit too much generosity, get back to the creation stuff. Um, but hopefully I don't go too far off track. Um, so, so we're in this season uh, with Renew where we're talking about um, the five marks of mission. Um, and is anyone completely oblivious to this fact? Yes, I see that hand. Um, cool, so five marks of mission, uh, quick combo, um, is... Um, a framework that was kind of like built up by the uh, international Anglican community um, to talk about what does holistic mission actually look like. Um, And so we're running through these kind of like five points. Um, Obviously, number one, to proclaim the good news of the kingdom. Um, And that was kind of like the core um, part to the whole thing. And then there's kind of like four other points um, that are kind of like um, a bit more flavour. So what that looks like um, to make it holistic. Um, so let's let's do those other four. Care for, oh, no. Care for creation. There's one. Care for creation. Woo! <laughs> what else do we have? Justice. Something about justice. <laughs> yes. Baptizing. Baptizing and nurturing new believers. <laughs> Shot. Caring for
1: people.
0: Caring for people. Yes. Responding to human need through loving service. Cool. So we got these kind of like um, five things. Um, and if you're anything like me, uh, which you probably aren't, but if you're anything like me, um, you kind of grew up uh, in a Christian family um, coming off the tail end of the Jesus movement, um, where some really great stuff happened in the Jesus movement, but there was this really um, over pushed um, narrative of giving your life to Jesus so he could become your personal Lord and Savior and you would be saved from the fires of damnation. Yeah, are we good? Has has everyone heard that that spiel? Um, And then I went and I read my Bible and um, I saw things that kind of like didn't really make sense in light of that. If that was it, it didn't really make sense. And 2 Timothy Paul writes, if we died with him, we'll also live with him. Okay, good so far. If we endure, we'll also reign with him. And like, I don't know, nine-year-old me had no idea what to do with that, right? Um, And probably like 18 year old me had no idea what to do with that. Um, Because it doesn't really fit into that box of the only thing going for this Christian thing is being saved from damnation. Like what does it mean to reign with Jesus? Like that that doesn't really work in that box of theology. Um, And so we're going to jump into this um, conversation about safeguarding the integrity of creation and sustaining and renewing the life of the earth, which is really about how are we fulfilling God's actual call for us as people who believe in Jesus? How do we live into the new life that we have been offered rather than just this tiny theology of being saved from hell? How do we live into new life and new creation? So that's where we're going <laughs> in 20 minutes. Um, yeah, 20 minutes. So I'm, I'm kind of going to lay out the path. Um, we're going to talk about like how the bounty and the beauty of the garden is like the core um, metaphor and glimpse that the Bible gives us of what it's like when all of creation comes under the rule of God. Um, then we're going to talk a little bit about God's desire for humanity to rule over creation with Him. And this is where I get most uncomfortable. Um, and then we're going to talk a little bit to kind of like pull back from uh, the uncomfort there maybe um, about how ruling like Jesus looks a little bit different to what we think of naturally um, when we in our Western mindset think about ruling. Cool? So that's the path. Um, so we, like I said we're going, to, we're going to start off in Genesis right and, and a lot of this is pretty well trodden territory for us because we get told about it. Um, through um, very bad movies, um, and some of us through Sunday school. Um, but Genesis kind of kicks off with these, these two interesting chapters, two creation accounts. One is a song, a poem, um, and one is like a narrative exploration um, that kind of like concludes in the story of the fall. Um, so Genesis 2 and 3, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth and formed this them into this beautiful place, of bounty and beauty in order that they might share it with Adam with the human with the humans and they do that the Trinity build this thing out of an expression of their generosity I'm already into the other sermon um, and then they give up and share their right to rule over it and they say hey put your trust in me. And um, this is where we kind of like mess it up and say we don't trust you. We're gonna we're gonna take um, we're gonna take the right to rule on our own. Um, but everything that follows that story is this like illustration after illustration of God attempting to restore humans to that place, attempting to show humans this amazing honor and glory that they have, and this amazing grace that they're supposed to live into and generally we see humans like just kind of like messing up as their attempt to return to the garden state is just done under their own steam where they say i don't trust god's way of doing it i'm going to make it happen myself and we see time after time people seeing something good taking it and bringing death and destruction into the world So what is the garden? It is God walking side by side with humans in peace and abundance. Brought on by humans accepting God's plan for them to rule over this earth by trusting in him. And leading all of creation to flourish through that. But why even talk about the garden and the fall if we're talking about mission? Right, this whole thing is about the five marks of mission. Why, why go to creation? Why do they go to the fall? Why go to the garden? Because the, the core of mission, as we talked about right at the beginning, is to proclaim the good news of the kingdom. And what is the kingdom? The kingdom is, is the king's domain, the place where the king's dominion is in force. The bounty and the beauty of the garden is this picture Of what it is like when God is truly ruling. And that God wants to rule through us. That God wants to share that rule with us. Which is baffling. (laughs) Genesis 2 says that God planted a garden in the east and it was lush. There were trees of all kinds. Trees that were good to eat and trees that were good to look at. Like God wasn't just like his... Here's, here's the optimal thing for human survival. <laughs> he, he gave us like beauty. Mm-hmm. So that we wouldn't just survive, but that we would thrive and flourish.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And this state, this us enjoying the presence and bounty of creation. As it flourishes, is kind of like used as this picture of the blessing of God all throughout scripture. We see this theme kind of come up a bunch when people are trying to look at what does it look like. When God rescues his people. What does it look like when people submit themselves to God's wisdom? So you see in Amos 9 says, And I will bring my people Israel back from exile. They will rebuild their ruined cities and live in them. They will plant vineyards and drink their wine. They will make gardens and eat their fruit. This picture of returning from exile, of being restored, is steeped in these garden metaphors. Isaiah 58, this really, really beautiful chunk of scripture. The Lord will guide you. He will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land. He'll strengthen your frame. You will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. This, this garden is this, this core metaphor. And you'll see it if you look for it. You'll see it all through scripture. You'll see it when Jesus talks about the kingdom. You'll see it when the prophets talk about the restoration or the destruction. And so if that is, is the core picture of what it looks like when God rules, um, we should probably have some idea about what creation would look like and how our world would be different if God was truly the king in our spaces. We're going to jump into like... Two seconds, chat with the person next to you. Like, what tangibly would it look like if God's dominion was in force around us? Um, What would change in creation? What what would it be like? Um, Yeah, two minutes. Yeah, you Alright, we're gonna come back together. I said two minutes, probably got a little bit more. How how would creation look? How would our world be different if God's dominion was in in effect? Anyone, anything.
1: no more poverty.
0: No more poverty, yes. No more vaccinations. No more vaccinations required, yes.
1: No more wars, yes.
0: Yeah. No more about starving. Hopefully, we'll go back to level like one soon, or level zero. No. Here's hoping. Here's hoping. No, no oil excavation. No oil excavation. No need for oil excavation. No concern about climate change. No concern
1: about climate change. Healthy.
0: No more lonely people. Mm. No more lonely people. Come on.
1: More trees. trees.
0: <laughs> more trees. Yes. <laughs> Healthy water.
1: Yes. No, no smog in our
0: atmosphere. No smog in our <laughs> 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 in the forest. Moa in the forest. Like These these are the these are the metaphors that the Bible uses to tell us about who God is. These are the ideas that the bible uses to to tell us about the true nature of god and god's desire is that we would step into that role of representing god as the cause of his kingdom coming here all through scripture as long as i've remembered um i've kind of like looked at governments promising a lot and not really doing anything um, about all of these things that we're talking about. And and I don't think that's a new thing, right? I think that's like a like human thing since the dawn of the idea of government. Um, and often that, that kind of like brings us frustration and anger. Um, and often, um, I don't think we take a second to, to think too hard about Um, what's at stake for our government leadership and like admit that maybe we wouldn't do that much better. Um, But humans just generally, we're not that good at being in charge, which is why I think it's like I got suspicious maybe as a nine-year-old when I read, if we endure we'll also reign with him. I couldn't really, uh, maybe it was prophetic, maybe it wasn't, but but at least as an 18-year-old, I couldn't really imagine the average human reigning over all of creation and causing it to flourish. I don't know about you, like that That doesn't really feel like a thing, but, but scripture is like packed full of this stuff. Romans 8 talks about creation waiting in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. For creation was subject to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it, in hope that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay, and brought into the freedom and glory of... The children of God. We are supposed to be the thing that brings creation out of decay and brought into freedom and glory. That's like next level. <laughs> That's massive expectation on on us as like pretty petty humans. Um, and, and these seem like super wacky. If your entire concept of Christianity is Jesus died for your sins, so you don't have to go to hell. <laughs> Um, but the story of Jesus is so much bigger than that kind of like compressed bumper sticker vision. We read about God who creates this incredible world, creates humans in their likeness to represent them, to tend creation, to cause it to flourish, to serve it, and represent them in a sacred space. This claim that like we as humans carry the divine image of God, that we represent God like. And we carry that authority of God, and we have a sacred vocation intending to creation. Like, this was quite scandalous in the ancient Near East, but like, it's still pretty scandalous that we hold within ourselves some measure of godliness by reflecting who the Creator is. It's still a pretty wild claim. But that's kind of like the invitation to rule over creation by. Imaging God, by representing God, by reflecting God, to work it, to tend it, to take care of it. I don't know, that, that kind of like excites me and it really, really challenges me. Um, so maybe one minute, like what about this this kind of like spiel of like ruling over creation? What about it excites you and what maybe like challenges you? Because I, I feel so much tension in both of those things. One minute with your neighbor.
1: I agree with you,
0: What about this excites you? Is anyone excited about this? Because like, yes, yes. lambs is yes. excited. Lamb's excited. <laughs> <laughs> We've got excitement here. Any excitement from this? Yeah, yeah, some excitement. Like, what about it? Is it that's exciting about that?
1: I was just at Nasiawa for the week, and we did tree planting yesterday. And so, just knowing that like digging and like planting trees and tending to the soil is sacred and holy, and that that's God's work. It's yeah really
0: exciting yeah yeah the um uh, Genesis one when it talks about like God putting man in the garden to tend to it uses the same um, verbs there as it does to talk about the priests tending um, to the the holy spaces mm-hmm. that there is that God's intention is that we will be put into this place as as priestly. Um, I guess priestly people to take on a role that is holy um, and, and it uses the same terminology only in those two places it's, it's, it's beautiful anyone else quickly before we hit the challenge, challenge. what's the challenge like, what, does anyone feel challenged by that like Uncomfortable, maybe the, just the language of like ruling over feels uncomfortable. Yeah, I would say like tending to and being with that feels far more comfortable. Yeah, totally. So like the alongsideness of like kaiti akitanga of like guardianship, think like about stewarding yeah. the earth, not ruling over the earth. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. Bible is very clear. It's like, hey, um, you have made humans just a little below the alien- angels. Yeah. You know, you, we're so far above somehow, not because of us, but because of you, God. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really, really clear on that point. It's it's like quite uncomfortable mm-hmm. for I don't know for me as a um, meek white uh, New Zealand male. Um, <laughs> anyone else uncomfortable with that? Like I I, I kind of like contend with the, that terminology quite a lot. I mean, I just don't want to do a rain like I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. So, the bounty and beauty of the garden is a glimpse of what it's like when creation comes under God's rule, and God's desire is for us to rule over creation alongside them. But, ruling like Jesus looks a little bit different to maybe the ruling we see around us. And this is where it kind of like, Feels like it comes to roost, and I'm kind of like okay with it, um, because we see that the kingdom of God is not really much like any other kingdom that we run into. Um, Jesus has this perspective that I'm just going to jump into my other soon. Jesus has this perspective <laughs> that we we are not in a space where there is not enough. We do not live in a world where there is not enough. We do not live in a place where the Creator is holding out on us. We don't live in that space. We cause that space through our greed and through our mistrust. And Jesus invites us to live as though we actually believed that God can be trusted. That we actually believe that we are the sons and daughters of the God who owns the cattle on a thousand hills that there is actually enough and that we can live out of that in generosity and cause that to come into fruition anyone that is so deep and profound from someone who was dirt poor talking to people who were crushed under the heel of the empire living a subsistence life saying don't worry about tomorrow trust God it's not trite. It feels trite. It's not trite. There is something in this that that life can come out of this, where maybe we don't see life. Um, every month, like our church forgoes our regular service, and we um, we head down and we clean a beach. Right? It's, it's a pretty small thing. Um, we join join with a, a local crew who've been cleaning the beach. Um, we started by. Sophie, when she was three, three or four, she said, "I want to clean the beach for my birthday." And then they just never stopped cleaning the beach. Um, and and so we, when we went out to Laie Bay, we were like, "Oh, what are we going to do? This, this cool place. How do we serve it? Um, why don't we clean the beach?" There's already a beach clean. Great. We'll just we'll just serve that thing. Um, so every month we go and we pick up rubbish. And like this act of caring for our neighbourhood is so mundane. You know, most days it's, there's nothing profound about it. Right, you just go and you pick up some, like lollipop sticks. Um, usually quite gross, um, off the beach. But like it's incredibly spiritual, mundane and spiritual. That in outworking our faith by caring for this like tiny bit of creation, like we testify to our community what God's sacrificial rain looks like. That we rain over that beach by picking up other people's crap. Um, I work for a tech company that basically is trying to give people information to live more sustainable lives. Um, And so we wind up talking with people that are doing these like really, really massive things to reduce their impact on the planet. Most of them don't know Jesus, obviously, but in their sacrificial lives, where they're saying, I'm gonna lay down this thing that I actually want, so that creation can flourish. Like I see Jesus in that. I see that sacrificial nature of Jesus in those people. That makes me hopeful about the biblical ideal for humans. That makes me hopeful for a world where we image God and we rule over creation and cause it to flourish. Like I can, I can see that some days. I can see that. Jesus invited everyone he met to live a different narrative in a different kingdom. Driven by a fundamental assumption that God is generous and trustworthy and that there is enough. And Jesus knew he would eventually be killed for it. He knew that eventually his generosity would be repaid with death and destruction. And sometimes our generosity and our sacrifice will be repaid with death and destruction Often of our own causing. <laughs> but that in that, Jesus found that ultimate moment of scarcity and death. and trusting God he was crowned king and God turned it into life. God turned it into even more generosity. And we're kind of called to do the same. We're called to step into that same story. We're challenged to live in a kingdom that is both here in the resurrected Jesus and not quite and his not quite being present and sometimes we're going to step out and we're going to meet that resistance and we're not going to experience that life that we thought we might but as we continue to do that God promises we will find that life in abundance for creation waits in eager expectation For the children of God to be revealed. For us to step into the death and resurrection. And trust in the generosity and power of God to see this world transformed. That is our hope. That is our hope. Um, We're going to jump into a time of worship in a second. But um, I'd encourage you to spend a couple of minutes just... uh, Maybe just reflecting on that. Like how, how are you stepping into those spaces of service, of laying your life down, of reigning in the very Jesus sense of the word. Um, And where might God be calling you to trust in their generosity and in their power to see this world transformed? Cool.
1: beautiful way to, yeah, to talk to, and to honour you and what you've shared, but also to co- collectively affirm and collectively kind of jump on board. Um, yeah, so if you're not, feel free to join in this stance at whatever. We have
0: our, our home, home in Jesus. G-